Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. Today, I'm back with my guest speaker, my little brother, Ori. Hi, guys. Today, we're going to talk about Chernobyl because we promised we would do that yesterday. Ori, what made you choose Chernobyl as our topic? I'm very interested in what happened there and everything that caused it. Did you watch the Chernobyl miniseries? Yeah, I watched it. What did, did you like it? Yeah, it was very interesting. I also watched that, and for those who do not know... HBO did a mini-series on, like, the disaster, and if you want to learn more about it, we would recommend that you watch it. A bit of it is, like, they changed a bit of it. It's, a not, it's, like, a... Six episodes, I believe? It's about six episodes. There's some over-exaggerated parts, but not everything is completely over-exaggerated. It's mostly realistic, except with, like, a few moderations to make it, like, easier to film. Yeah, so it's, like, realistic fiction. It's like it's like historical fiction. It's mostly historical there's like one there's like a few changes, mostly just like small ones, and they tell you about them, so it'll be fine. I'd recommend it. So Ori, what what is Chernobyl? Chernobyl. Chernobyl <laughs> is a area which is near Russia. I'm no. It's in the Ukraine. It's in Ukraine. Or you or you know it's, that? it's uh, yeah I know I don't know why I keep thinking of Russia, but it was a power plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was reactor number four, and Correct. this is a power plant that exploded mm-hmm. after a fire went off during the... Uh, not after a fire. The fire started doing it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So the fire started know, during the explosion. The Chernobyl disaster is a nuclear disaster that occurred Saturday, the 26th of April, in 1986. So, And this happened in the um, Ukrainian Soviet Socialist Republic. And a cool fact, this is one of the two disasters in world history to be rated at a 7 on the International Nuclear Event Scale, or EIN scale. The only other one is Fukushima, which kind of gives you the idea, this is probably, this is one of the two worst, or this might be the worst nuclear disaster, non-explosive nuclear disaster in world history. So, let's get a quick background away. What do you think, like, what caused the explosion? Um, I do remember that... It was caused because they were doing a test procedure, mm-hmm. and basically what happened was that there's something went wrong during the test procedure, and it started a, um, I'm pretty sure there was a fire. That it was, was like a steam buildup. There was it? like a steam buildup, which caused a pressure, like a high pressure, which caused them to explode, and this explosion created a fire, which would later um, lead to destroying the reactor, which let radioactivity get out. Mm-hmm. So basically... The way it's happening is that during the safety test, they have these things called control rods in nuclear reactors, which have part graphite, which kind of lets them moderate a nuclear reaction. I can't really explain it that well. I'm not very good with, like, nuclear physics or, like, whatever the technical term for the um, science behind how nuclear reactors work. But they had removed most of them, and including the fact that they had removed too many, because the sh- even in a test scenario, you're supposed to have, a, like, at least, tw- they were supposed to have at least 28 rods in. They only had 18 in. And when they reinserted them back in, the type of um, reactor they used, there was this, like, design flaw of sorts that if you inserted them in, there would be a temporary, like, uptake in energy. And when they inserted them in, it kind of messed it up so that they couldn't finish. It kind of, like, messed up and disrupted it. There was an energy spike. And they couldn't continue lowering them. So about... They were still, like, not enough of them were lowered in to inhibit the reaction. And this led to this, like, massive steam buildup. And eventually, this buildup of steam... Like, kept pressuring and pressuring, which led to a, an explosion of sorts within the reactor. And this is, like, the major thing. And this is, like, this led to, like, some fuel channels being rupturing fuel and coolant. This led to water loss. And soon enough, there was an explosion afterwards. 
we don't like it's not exactly like completely known what is the explosion or like what caused it this is like the best guess isn't that right away yeah this is because it was an accident so no one had a great like idea why because almost mo- many people died mm-hmm. when this happened so we weren't we actually aren't able to completely go in there today and check what happened mm-hmm. Because of the problems, because I believe that in some area you die in f- within five minutes. Of I believe there's this chunk of that's actually not in the reactor itself, but the reactor is also very dangerous. But this mm-hmm. is it's called the elephant's foot. Basically, do you know how nuclear materials can be pretty hot? Mm-hmm. Very hot. They basically part, the, a lot of the reactor core melted through the floor and fell down a bit, and it's hardened to something called the elephant's foot, which gives off enough radiation to kill a man within five minutes of exposure. And that's not like cancer. I'm talking instant death. So, it's basically, yeah. And the reason, one of the reasons we haven't known much happened is that the way in which the explosion happened destroyed a good chunk of any evidence because the explosion was just so powerful. And the way the explosion worked is that it also distributed a chunk of, like, hot graphite which led to the ex- fire. Basically, the fire started because this explosion ejected all types of, like, hot graphite and hot materials, and this just started this massive fire. And this also kind of, this helped spread the um, react- radioactive fallout and contamination. And this began, like, shooting things up. And they began ejecting, like, graphite blocks and all types of hoodie material all over the place, which ex- spread the fire. They started something called a graphite fire, which is very bad. And a bunch of people ended up, like, leaving the, st- the power station to try to get a view. And one person, like, describes, like, a, like, laser-like beam of blue r- light coming out of, like, the explosion area, which is very cool sounding. Also, what I heard is that a lot of people, when this happened, so many of them, they left, but a lot of them apparently refused to leave. Some of the older folks around there, they stayed. Yes, that was uh, quite a bit afterwards during the evacuations, but initially, people didn't really understand how bad of a disaster it was. Evacuations didn't begin for a few days because people didn't really, like, understand that how much radiation was leaking or, like, what the side effects were. It's actually very cool because if you go and, like, see people, they'll go inside of it. Some people, they will go past the restricted, like, the they'll go into the unrestricted areas mm-hmm. with full, like, hazmat suits on, looking mm-hmm. around. And there's some, like, scenes where basically a lot of the kids, they would have gas masks with them because of, like, different problems that's been going on there at the time. And I'm not sure... There's, like, some procedure that they, like, had. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even sure. And then they basically walked in, and it was a school, and all over the floor of the cafeteria where they would go and have their test area, because at the time they thought it was just a test for the school, so they went... It it was some weird thing. No one really knows what happened, but there's a ton of masks. Just to warn y'all, he, I think he learned this from a YouTube video, so it might not be completely credible, so... No, it was not a YouTube I, video. It was a... You know... Okay, no, 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 let, let me explain this better, sorry. So okay, basically, sure. basically, it's these, they're, they're um, going through the wreckage areas, and they went into a school building, and they probably... What wreckage? There was no destruction. Well, they were going into the abandoned buildings. Okay, I'm like, wait a minute. And basically, they went into, a, like, a school building, and there was... Was it a hospital? I don't know, but there was a, um... Was it like, was it like an abandoned room? I don't with know. With a bunch of stuff piled in it? It was a big it? cafeteria type thing, and there was a ton of gas masks all over the floor. It wasn't a cafeteria. I think you think about the hospital where they piled up all the um, firefighters' gear. It which might inc- have been. Cause yeah. For those who do not know, they actually sent a bunch of firefighters to fight the thing, and a lot of them were hospitalized from the radiation exposure. And actually, I we do not I do not know if this is true or not, but apparently, 
three. I, I'm not exactly sure, so do not fully trust this. But apparently, three firefighters went in and they stopped. They went into like where the reactor was. Those but weren't firefighters. Those weren't firefighters. Sorry. Oh, just let's just. Yeah, keep... let, let me just stop talking. <laughs> yeah, um, just forget about that. That was also from Chernobyl, and we don't know if that was actually legit. So let's just like. Well, can... I said I didn't know if it was. Let's right. just let's just like try to like. Okay, so basically. But let's go to stuff we actually know. Let's just go back. Let's go talk about the fire next. Sorry about this. This has been a little off topic. And I don't think Ori remembers some of the stuff he learned, right? I can't remember anything that I looked up. <laughs> Sorry, this is not like... Okay, how about this? Let's go talk about what happened with, like, how... Let's animals... talk about the firefighter. Or, or we, okay, need to, okay. we need to cover the stream of the disaster. Okay, we can't just hop okay, back okay, and forth. Okay, okay, so. We're going to, like, do what I normally do and kind of cover, like, the chronological progression. So, basically, the firefighter... Like, the stuff... They sent firefighters into it, and some people wanted to shut down the reactors... And basically, they op- they gave the operators some respirators and some potassium iodide. For those who do not know, potassium iodide is this thing that I believe it's... The way it works is it protects your thyroid because I believe the um, iodized, the iodized, whatever it is, the iodized potassium, I believe, is able to, like, combine with radioactive iodine. It can protect iodine, you from dying no, there's a thing. It protects don't your thyroid. Don't they give it out to you, though, at, like, schools if there's, like, a nuclear reactor? Yeah, but it's, it's about protecting your thyroid. The way it thyroid. works is that, it's, I believe it's the, um, I, I don't know if this is correct. I remember I'm not a nuclear physicist or, like, with not, not got really any nuclear education. But I believe it's the, um, iodized particles combined with the non-iodized or, like, radioactive iodized particles and kind of prevents it from causing harm. And they soon enough they sent firefighters, and several of the firefighters would die of acute radiation sickness because they no they were not told. I think about this disaster. There was a lot of misconceptions, misinformation from the government. They did not tell the full truth sometimes, or a lot of times, and people were like unsure of how bad it was. And a lot of the firefighters ended up dying from radiation. In fact, as I was saying earlier, when they brought them to the hospital, they took all the gear off and they put them into this one room. And even to that day, that room is still extremely radioactive. That's what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. There was, um... They didn't... Many of them also... Like, part of the radiation sickness, wouldn't they get radiation burns? Yes, radiation burns are a pretty common thing, especially when, like, these guys also fought regular burns. In addition, they were inhaling radioactive smoke, so I would assume there'd be some form of lung damage. Lung cancer, maybe. Possibly, or just... The thing is, radiation, it's kind of hard to explain how it hurts you, but it hurts you, and, like... It can't, you can't, it's hard to treat radiation sickness, because it's not like there's, like, a cure... And there's a way to, like, treat it, but it's not like um in- infections where you can give them antibiotics or antivirals. It's hard to treat. Would you like to talk about the animal wildlife there now? Um, can we continue talking about the fire efforts and then get to the animal wildlife? Hey, what else is there about the fire? So, in addition to this, in order to help extinguish the fire, there was a belief that they were using helicopters to drop materials, lead, clay, sand, boron to stop the fire, which is, it's very possible that this is one of the ways they stopped it. Which was very bad. And soon enough, they began to... Like, the radiation... For those who don't know, radiation is measured in rotinins, I believe. Is it pronounced rotinins? I'm going to call it rads, because that sounds more fun. But, like, in some places, the unprotected workers could get fatal doses in less than a minute. And it's just very bad in most areas. And soon enough, they ended up evacuating Pripyat within a few days. This was a pretty big deal, because... This is a this was a pretty big model city, and by then people had already died and some were hospitalized. 
it took like a day or two, uh, and it might have been more than a day or two. It took a like a quite a bit. It took a little bit of time for them to start evacuating, and even afterwards, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't tell the people first. An interesting fact is that this thing actually set off alarms in places as far away as Sweden. People were finding radiation in England, so the, it's not like the Russians revealed it. People just figured it out because their own sensors went off from the radiation that got into the atmosphere. The radiation was spread across Europe and was setting off all types of alarms. And this has got... That's how people realized what happened. And eventually... They... And eventually... Oh, yeah. So we found the part where the men turned off the reactor. Where they... end. So there was some... Okay, or it was white, but they were not firefighters, so... I told you, there were three people who went in yes. to the reactor to stop it. Did they... It cover, wasn't the reactor. Cover? It wasn't the reactor. It wasn't the reactor. It was the they didn't waterway, cover. right? So, basically, there was this issue. They had this pool of water. They had to drain it. And they had to open these sluice gates. However, they were located in a flooded part of the basement, and the water was extremely radioactive. So, they went in there... Knowing that they were sacrificed and they were alive. They actually survived for a bit of time. Well, they, they were alive for, like, if they were for, for a few days, they were fine. No. They actually had some... They, they, they managed to live for a few... Not, like, not like a long time, but, like, a decent amount of time. Because they were given wetsuits and radioactive, like, mm-hmm. ge- protection gear. For a little bit, though, they were kind of fine. But then they started getting really bad symptoms. Because I know that... Wasn't there most of their body, like, very... Destroyed, <laughs> like from ra- they had a lot of burns. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I know that's true. Because if they they went into a really but oh 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 oh, oh, oh if you wear protection in radiation, you're not going to get burns. But they died from the radioactivity. I don't know if they did. They did. I don't think they did, or I think they did. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, I would recommend you look this up because um, we're we're at a disagreement over this point, but these men were all awarded a, a medal. We would like to call this podcast now the um, debate channel okay. without any actual information. Oh, so fun fact: the men, are, two of the men, two of the men are actually still alive. I just fa- wait. What? I just looked it up real quick to help solve it. The story that the three men died is false. One dude's still working. One dude died in two thousand five from heart failure, and one dude is no- and they don't know what they couldn't find the other dude. So at least one of them survived. So they were definitely fine. Sorry, or <laughs> he's hacking. Okay, um, <laughs> okay, so basically, yeah, like to talk about the animals? they said, um, let's finish one thing. We're gonna talk about the protection efforts, then we're gonna talk about animals, okay? Mm-hmm. So they had to remove a bunch of debris from the roof. There's about a hundred tons of debris from the roof and that they could not remove, and eventually, oh, they tried to use robots, which is interesting. However, these robots couldn't, they, they, a thing to note, radiation can mess up electronics, and as a result, a lot of these robots didn't, like, work right, or they collapsed. And they had to use what they called buyer robots, a.k.a. people wearing protective gear. However, these men could only spend about 40 to 90 seconds on the roof before they would get high rates of radiation. Even though these men were supposed to do it only once, some of them did it upwards of five or six times. And they would descend upon the roof. They had about 40, seconds to shove, 40 to 90 seconds to shovel off as much stuff as possible. Then they had to run back inside. This was a very risky business and it's believed about... 90% of all the debris removed from the roof was removed by about 5,000 men, who each got about 5,000 rams of radiation. For those who don't know, that's kind of a weird unit, and it's confusing. And since this, they ended up having to build a new containment thingy to kind of protect it. This is the largest civil engineering task in history, apparently, from what I've read in books. It took about a quarter of a million people who all reached their official lifetime limits of radiation. And there was just a few of other things. 
eventually they built a pretty like uh, this giant concrete sarcophagus all over the thing they actually rebuilt one later and that's about it now we're gonna we're not gonna talk about like the investigation or anything that's very complex to talk about and just do some debate over how it works today but now we're gonna talk about like what's the aftermath so, or, so or he's been wanting to talk about the animals so let's let him get to that finally i feel like honestly that might have been always main motivation for doing this podcast to talk about animals True or false? Uh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so, what what basically most people believe is that when all these people evacuated, even though still some people were there, a lot of the animals that stayed, because of course they weren't, like, they didn't really know. They didn't like, know. They're, animals. Yeah. The, the, um, so basically, they were able to adapt to uh, the well to most areas of the radioactivity, mm-hmm. and they were able to thrive there because they had no like humans mm-hmm. and, like hurting them. They just had the complete this entire area free of people because mm. it was scary for humans to go mm, there. Cool fact: Chernobyl's actually become like a bit of a refuge for certain endangered species and animals because yeah. it's a place where they're not really hunted. So there's actually I believe some like news stories and possibly documentaries on this. However, a lot of these animals, people are allowed to enter Chernobyl today in certain parts on tours, mm-hmm. but these animals are still considered you can't touch them because they believe they'll be radioactive. Yeah, because also, when they, they they believe that they're radioactive, like Zev said, which is why when this first happened, when there were soldiers there, they were actually ordered to go kill, dogs. kill like, families' dogs. But the, however, this is not because they were radioactive at first, this is more just because, like... They didn't want them to become radioactive. They didn't want them to spread it to other they, humans. They were various reasons. They didn't want, like... And today, the sarcophagus still exists. And a fun fact, actually, if, if any of you have ever seen the show River Monsters, the guy who did that actually went to Chernobyl to fish for a catfish. It's actually a pretty cool episode. I remember watching it one didn't time. did he almost get pulled in? I believe it's the part where he almost got pulled into the radio, one, a radioactive water part, which is pretty rough, but he caught this really gnarly-looking catfish. And also think today, there are still people who live in the zone. There's this group of more, like, elderly people who didn't want to leave and they returned to the zone. And I believe there's, like, a few hundred of them living there and, like, back in their homes, which is kind of cool. So, Ori, any final words? Um, no. So that's about all for today, everyone. Oh, Ori wants to play some music real quick, sure. Uh, what? Uh... I'm gonna play like the theme that we thought of. Okay, Ori wants to try out a theme, so we're gonna play it right now. See how it sounds. It's gonna sound horrible, by the way. I don't know. I definitely did not just think of it while we were talking. Um. Uh. uh idea. <laughs> idea. Idea. Uh. 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 Let's do some random pentatonic nonsense. I feel like that was definitely a song from somewhere. No. If we get copyrighted, sorry, we have a song. No, that's still... definitely not a song. <laughs> okay, good. If it's a part of a song. No. Good. Well, I guess it's all for now, folks. Thanks for listening. Yeah, bye, guys.